Right, so today I have the very lovely Nicola Buckley with me. Nicola, would you like to introduce yourself? Welcome to, to the, the Warrior Women Project. Podcast, uh, yes, helping thank you, you become thank a warrior you for woman. Sort your shit um, and find better so balance in your life. I am Buckley. I am a head and heart coach. So you might not have heard of that before, but what that effectively means is I help my clients to understand what's going on in their head so I help them with noggin knowledge something that I've developed um, which is all helping them understand the neuroscience of change um, and then the heart bit is get to know who they truly are and what they truly want so that's irrespective of whether they're a wife a mum, a career girl um, or whatever they are in different roles in life it's actually about them coming back to themselves so I've, um, I had a 16 year corporate marketing career and I was, a um, I led a team that launched big multi-million pound products. Um, I kind of got to the point where I had everything I wanted in materially. So I had the house, the convertible, lots of clothes. I was a lady that lunched and it didn't really mean anything to me. So I then went, went through my own process of, um, well, firstly, getting divorced, which was a huge shock to me and not something that I thought I'd ever face. Um, and then through that, I kind of found myself in a place where I was suffering with severe anxiety and depression. So that was a long multi-year kind of process to come out of that, which started with, <coughs> excuse me, finding out what nutrition fueled my body in a way that felt good. So I'm a qualified nutrition coach with um, body type nutrition. Um, I then started strength training. I fell in love with CrossFit. I basically walked into a CrossFit gym, saw five men with their tops off and their mind <laughs> up easily. And, um, That's the ceiling point. With, yeah, exactly. <laughs> fell in love with strength training and what it did for my body and my confidence. That was yeah. the second part. Um, and then the final part, which is the most um, intense part of the journey and I think the most enlightening was um, I studied something called, I still am studying, I'm a mind map master with someone called Dax Moy. Yep. So basically I've been taught how to understand the neuroscience of change. Um, and the first weekend I went on one of his courses, I spent the entire weekend crying. <laughs> I started to understand how it was actually my brain that was dominating what I was doing and leading me to say, think, feel and do things that weren't necessarily right for me or serving me. Yeah. Um, and that actually, the more that I knew about it, the more that I could help myself to come through that by understanding it and accepting it and then being able to say, right, how do I work with my brain through this process rather than against it? Um, I had a six figure gym. Um, I fell out of love with that just, just because not about my clients because they're amazing because they've asked for my help. Um, but just because it wasn't giving me any freedom and my values are love, freedom and courage. And there wasn't any of that in the gym business by the end. So last year was a, not last year, the year before last. <laughs> it's confusion in January, yeah, hasn't no. it? <laughs> 2016 was my year of transformation. So I left, um, I left Reading. I sold my house. I closed my gym business. Um, unfortunately I lost my dog, um, during that time as well. And I started my, came home, bought a beautiful house on the beach um had a bit of ill health to contend with as well but I started my coaching business which has now been running for just over a year um and we've helped just over 250 women to know love and be themselves through our programs on coaching or events so yeah it's been a lot of change in your life huge <laughs> amount of change in my yeah. life yeah especially in the last that 2016 was a year of change it wasn't anything in my life at the beginning of that year that was the same by the end of that year yeah what do you think Absolutely. in that year particularly spurred you to make the change? Um, I, think, I think it was just realising that um, 
I wasn't living by my own values. So mm-hmm. a, big, a big part of what I help my clients do is to discover what their values are. That's a huge yeah. part of their self-identity. Again, irrespective of being a wife or a mum or a high flyer or anything like that, yeah. who actually are you? What are your core values you want to live by? Because generally when you feel good, you're living by them. When you don't feel so good, you're not living by them. Yeah. And people that can really press your buttons, they generally don't live within your value framework. So then it becomes, they just don't fit with you. Um, and for me, it got to the point where I was just, I wasn't living by my values. And I, I tried to pick coaching into my gym business and it failed spectacularly. So I started January 2016 with nine clients a very large credit card bill and um, a team to pay and a, and a gym to pay the lease on. So um, I then managed to get it back to kind of where it was doing pretty well. But that process took three or four months and it was just, it was just really hard and it was soul destroying and it just getting up at 6am every morning for everyone else wasn't what I wanted to do anymore. So if I, if I looked at my life then versus my value, yet there wasn't any love for me in that in that business anymore. It wasn't me putting myself first. So there wasn't love there. It wasn't the stuff that I truly love doing that I do now. I talk about all day long, which is my head and heart coaching. If I look at courage, um, it wasn't courageous to stay in something that wasn't right for me. Um, For me, courage means speaking from the heart and I wasn't doing that. I was kind of doing videos about how to build your booty when all I wanted to talk about is why do we compare so much? And, you know, stuff like that. And then finally freedom. Like if I, if I went anywhere, I'd have to get cover. There was six days a week that I had to be there. I had to be in the gym. There was no option. I'm, I'm a bit of a home bird. So I don't, you know, freedom for me is just being able to be at home and go out for a walk on the beach when I want to. And it's not the huge things go training when I want to. Um, or something like I did last year, three week trip to Peru and that was worked around my clients, but it doesn't mean now that I can do that. So I think it got to the point where I, I wasn't living by any of my values. And then it was just, I wanted to, the other part of the decision was that I wanted a family. I still want a family. I'm 41 in April and I wasn't going to be able to do that where I was yep. because if I wanted to adopt or foster, I needed a support network. And that's yeah, the network it already exists at home. Yep. So actually a big part of it was to increase that opportunity to seriously think about having children on my own. Um, which might not be the case now anyway, but that was my, that was my kind of thinking about. And then it was just, just the values. Like I'm not living by my values. Yeah. Not at all. It's, I only learned about my values in 2010 mm. um, when I was working with a coach and he was like, what are your values? And I didn't have a clue what he was talking mm. about. When he introduced me to my values and we yep. worked out what they were, I was like, oh my god this just makes so much sense so it's like (laughs) it's something that I teach to um to my women as well so what point in your life did you learn about values and how did you come probably um probably later than you um (laughs) it was through it was through the mind map process and I think the amazing thing about values is they give you an anchor within yourself so they they give you a way of it sounds very bizarre and we we but I'm a very practical coach it's a way of always coming back to you yeah. Because life will always throw you curveballs in your face or in your stomach when you least expect it really, really hard. And that will always happen. So how do you react? How do you manage those things? If you have values, you have a framework to make decisions to how do you want to react to what people do you want in your life to what do you want your career to be? All of those kind of, if you're living by your values, it will feel good and it will feel right. And like you said, when, you, when I discovered mine, I could kind of join the dots backwards. 
if you like, yeah. um, and realize the things in my life that had worked and why they had worked. They felt great. And the relationships and the things in my life that hadn't, hadn't panned out the way that I wanted to and hadn't worked in the traditional sense. And actually one of my, one of my VIP clients just last um, two weeks ago did the values work and she, she just wrote me the most excited email ever saying, I understand my life now. Yes. I understand like people around me and I understand why some people really trigger me and I understand why I'm struggling with certain things and why certain things are just so important to me. Yeah. Um, and I think it kind of, that to me is the biggest part of your self identity because yeah. values give you that framework to be who you are. And like I said, love, freedom, courage are mine. And I would hope that anyone that knows me enough or sees me online would think actually that's, that's what I reflect. That's what goes through every thread of my business, through every thread of my life. And if I'm not feeling good about something, it's generally because I'm, I need to check in that I'm not living in alignment with my values. Yeah. It's huge. It's absolutely huge. And like you said, I, I, I think people listening to this are lazy. If they do nothing else, go away. We can, I can give them something to help them do it. But just, just find out what your values are. Yeah, I was just going to say that what if somebody's listening to this thinking, I don't know what those two are talking about, their values, their values, values, where would you tell somebody to even start? To start, it's just, it sounds like, you know, very, you know, complex, deep and, you know, heart led thing. And it, it definitely is that, but it's also quite a simple process. Like, I love what I do because it combines logic and emotion. Yep. So it's kind of like, I'm a very, very emotional person, but 16 years in corporate careers and doing what I did makes you be also very logical. So it kind of combines both of them. So the way to start finding your values is a really simple framework. So it's kind of like a three-stage process. So the first stage is just to write down a list of 20 to 25 words, values that resonate with you, that feel good for you. So if you're really struggling, you can actually Google it to start with just to see what is a yeah. value and what is, you know, might be more of an adjective or a different type of word. So, you know, things like loyalty or trust or is honesty important to you? So you do that to start with let those settle a bit and then you take that list and you bring it down to say 10. Yeah. Um, and if you're worried about losing any words in the transition, just highlight ones cause they can always come into definition later. And then you take that 10 down to three. Um, and then you do what I call, which is trying them on. Um, and another big part of it is you take the, the numbers down from the say 20 to 25 to the 10 to the three you would also um, create your own definition. So my definition of love, for example, starts with love for me. Yeah. Because if I don't start with that, because I do a lot for other people, I kind of get quite exhausted and fatigued and not feeling great and frustrated and even resentful. So I have to be very mindful. So my big transition and my big transformation year was really down to love for me. And like, I'm 40. I want to be at home. I want to live by the sea. That's it that's everything else was kind of off off the agenda yep so anyone who's who's doesn't know them right now will pop a worksheet in the show notes but it's effectively that process yep um and create your own definition like my definition love might be completely different to yours that's that's fine and the great thing about them is even if you don't have that thing in your life at the moment they can be aspirational so don't think you can't have that value just because you don't have it right now that's fine because it will drive you more towards creating that in your life. And I think people feel like it's values, yes or no, black or white. It's not like that at all. Yeah. It's almost like a gradient. Today I live more by love than I did by courage. And it, those meanings and definitions can change. So courage at some point can be speaking your mind. At other times it can be being really strong and resilient. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, so, yeah. 
Yeah, that's cool. So if you look back at any of the changes that you've made in the past, yeah. where before you knew about values, would you change the way that you approached that change? Oh, good question. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, actually. I, I think... Um, I think everything in my life has brought me to where I am now. And it sounds like getting very woo-woo and cliched, but I, I'm exactly where I need to be for whatever reason. Yep. So if, if I've done something in a certain way, in my, in my mind, I've done it that way because there's something that I needed to learn. Yep. There's something that I needed to look at more within myself. There's something that I needed to um, get more clarity on within my own life and within myself. Therefore... I would just invite anyone listening, things that they've had in their life that they've struggled with, don't to have view them as being like the victor that you've come through it and you've learned something from it rather than viewing it as a victim, like, you know, the wallow and the woe is me. And I'm not, not criticizing or judging anyone because we've all done it. Yeah, but just say, <laughs> what, what can I take from this? What can I learn from this? What would I do differently? I, I know for me, I think the biggest one is that sometimes I've been completely out of alignment with my values of love. So I've, I've struggled. I struggled until the last few years with self-love. Um, and I think, for example, I stayed in my marriage at the end for three years. And that was because I, I didn't trust myself. I didn't believe I could make the right decision. I didn't believe I could survive on my own. Um, and there wasn't that kind of trust there or that self-love to go, actually, you need to, you need to try this. Yep. So I would say the biggest one looking back is that I've been really, really fucking hard on myself at times, really kicking my own ass. Rather than seeing everything I have done, I would see everything that I hadn't done. Yep. And it's not, neg- you know, it's not glass half empty or half full. It's just that I, I wasn't in alignment with how I want to show up in the world. Which I made my life a lot more difficult for myself, and I I made difficult times a whole lot more more, more difficult. Yeah. You know, marriage is difficult. A marriage breakdown is difficult anyway. Oh, but being in, it, being in it for three years when you kind of probably already knew it was over, that's you just kicking your own ass because you you're hurting the person that you still love, but you you know you kind of decided. Yeah. Yeah, and when you make that commitment, it's like you've told everybody we're going to be together forever. But yeah. actually, it, that forever should only be forever as long as you're both making each other happy. It's yeah, because yeah, I, yeah, I went through a divorce myself, and it's like, like you say, you beat yourself up because you're either staying in or you're coming out of it. Do you, you stay and be committed to the promises you make, or do you leave and break those promises but keep the promises to yourself? Yeah, it's, it's a really, really hard one. If anyone's struggling with their relationship right now, it's, I think of it like this now, and I've got a few clients that are having challenges at the moment in this respect, but it's not that they're likely to be bad per- people or you're a bad person. It's just that if you look at your values and how you want to live your life and what their values are and how they want to live their life, it might be that those just don't match up. Yeah. So that doesn't make anyone a bad person. That just makes that part of the jigsaw puzzle at that moment in time doesn't fit where it, where you think it should fit. Yeah. Um. And for me, looking back, I can see that me and my my ex had completely different values. I I would never hear anything said against him. He's an amazing guy in a lot of ways, but we just our values just didn't didn't align. So I would just say, you know, it's a very difficult thing. Every situation is different, but at some point you can only ever really truly be responsible for making yourself happy. You can't make someone else think, feel, do or say anything. 
and it's, yeah. it's kind of disrespectful for us to assume that we can because we wouldn't want anyone to do that for us yeah. therefore your biggest responsibility in life lies with making yourself happy um and i don't mean you know to the detriment and like oh you know i've got kids and i'm gonna forget you because <laughs> you, know, you don't do that as a mum, you don't do that as a daughter or anything else but ultimately our responsibility has to be with making ourselves happy because all those roles that women then fulfill in their lives of wives, mums, partners, daughters, family, friend, you become stronger and more of you within all those roles. And they, those people get the best of you. Yeah. Because I think a lot of women definitely feel guilty when they start turning that focus towards themselves, especially if they're mums yeah. or wives or partners. Yeah. Because the, your natural instinct is to want to give to everybody because that makes yeah. you feel good, although it does drain you. But yeah. if you can just give to you first... And then the other yeah. way around. It's almost like you can't, you can't, you can't continually give out what you don't have yourself. Yeah. And from a brain perspective, it kind of it mirrors what you, where you start from, and what you think and what you believe. So if you're not used to, if you're giving out huge amounts of love, yet you, you're not, you're not very good at receiving it. It might be that you haven't set up that framework to give yourself love. Yeah. When I say give yourself love again it sounds very coaching woo woo but it's just the practice of making bits of time for you so it might be i call them love bombs my clients um, <laughs> so cool. my clients every week have to set in place um two or three love bombs yep. so whether that's you know go and get themselves a nice bunch of flowers i had a, a guy when i lived in reading that at the end of the day he was celebrating off and you went at the right time for five pounds you would just you could fill the house it was incredible um so it might be that it might be coffee with a friend it might be a bit longer dog walk it might be fitting in an extra class for your fitness it might be meditation every day whatever that is it's like what is going to help me to feel good this week what is going to be the foundation of me so that I can give to everyone else because you think about like being a mum I'm not a mum yet but actually just some clients that are it's, it's it doesn't stop from the moment that children get up so why not set that foundation first thing for you to then be able to give through the day yeah yeah I've got friends who are mums and that's exactly what they do I mean some of them are now getting up at 4 30 in the morning because they've worked into a routine that that's yep. the time they want to get up so that they have yep. a good solid hour hour and a half to themselves and then yep. the kids get up and then they give <laughs> for the rest of the day oh charlie charlie has a lot quiet. to say <laughs> got a lot to say on this important self-love good boy good. Sorry about that. um absolutely but I think, I think you know it sounds ridiculous doesn't it like getting up at 4 30 why yeah. would anyone do that but actually if it means it's you start the day with you fast yeah. enough start the day with you why wouldn't you do that why wouldn't you give yourself the gift of that yeah you can't find even five minutes in your day for you there's something terribly terribly yeah, wrong. absolutely um and like it doesn't need to be you know doesn't need to be an hour and a half of perfect meditation and yoga and beautiful things it can literally get up 10 minutes earlier sit down with a cup of tea and ask yourself how do i feel yeah. meet yourself where you are doesn't need to be over here when you're starting back here yeah yeah definitely if you were able to go back to give your younger self some advice <laughs> pre all these mad changes um yeah. what would that advice be good question um i would firstly tell her she's going to be good you're going to be rocking the world and just chill <laughs> out a bit and don't take things so seriously and just don't be so freaking hard on yourself 
Yeah. Me, me in my early years, incredibly hard on myself. Yeah. Like my, my negative voice running through my head, horrific things used to say to myself. Yeah. But now yeah. when I think about it, it makes me feel a bit sick that I could be that unkind. Yeah. Um, and yet, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have ever spoken to my best friend like that yet. It seemed perfectly acceptable to talk to myself like that, which is kind of crazy because that's the voice that gets heard every day that like a dripping chap, it kind of has such an impact like un- unknowingly that it's, it's your frame of reference, how you view the world then. Yeah. What was your turning point to stop talking to yourself in such a negative way? Well, my, my, my kind of, I call them a technical term again, but I call them fuck it moments. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Um, my, my fuck it moment was when my depression was really severe. Um, and then I found out my dad was um, also se- severely depressed. I hadn't really told my mum. So my mum rang one day, said to me, um, guess how many words your dad said to me today? I said, I don't know. My dad's like me. He can talk for Britain now. He'll go yeah. to Waitrose and be two hours because he's bummed in someone out of a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> he's exactly like me. But back then, we just we kind of lost him for a couple of years. And I said, yeah. I don't know how many words. He said five. He said yes. And he said no. That was it. Yeah. Um, and then she said, I can't do this right now. I can't do any more right now. It's too hard. Can I come and stay with you? Um, and I said no. Because yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't, I wasn't in a place to be able to give that to her and give her support. So I said, no, which is something I'll, I'll have to live with forever. But I w- I promised myself at that point that I would never ever be in a position again where I couldn't help the people that have helped me most in the world and given me everything they possibly could. They still do. Yeah. So that was my huge fuck it moment. And I would say the ladies that I work with, there's normally a clear fuck it moment and this the fuck it moment I, I call it that because for me it's kind of like that point where the pain of carrying on is way more than the pain of change whatever that might be yeah um, Tim Ferriss calls it the Horajuku moment <laughs> when a moment of absolute clarity and you know in that instant that you've changed because whatever change lies ahead to take you away from the pain is worth whatever the pain the process is yeah so um I can't remember who it was now. I think it might have been um, a Tony Robbins thing, but I've been listening to Super Soul Sundays a lot yes. with Oprah. Love and him. she says, <laughs> pain, pain will push you until the point passion pulls you. Yeah. So you get, you get pushed and pushed and pushed by pain to a certain point and that fuck it moment and then passion pulls you. Like my, my journey to sort myself out, if you, if you like, or my journey to know, love and be themselves using my own terminology for my business is is now how I work with all my clients. Yeah. My own my own journey, my own struggles have meant that I have these tools and hacks and ways of women actually realizing that how they're feeling isn't them as such. It's just it's a brain mechanism that's running. Yeah. And then that releases judgment, that lows, lets go of them being having to blame themselves and feel bad. It's just it's just your brain's running the show. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's interesting to learn about that. Like when you realise yeah. that there's so much more stuff going on behind the yeah. scenes that you don't realize. And when you kind of let go and take the time to understand it, it makes everything else in life so much easier. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing that I can give to any woman that I work with at the beginning or any, anyone that kind of is within the stronger revolution tribe is just that how you feel isn't really down to you. It's not you being weak. You're not lazy. You're not stupid. You're not any of those things. You just, you, your brain is running the show at the moment and you're not understanding those mechanisms. 
um, which means that in turn that you don't do the hard work to kind of really know yourself. Yeah. And that means that it's not that lady as such. So teaching and coaching those things and helping them to understand why they are where they, where they are and why they say, think, feel, do certain things, then gives them tools to kind of start to get that clarity. Yeah. Start to like exactly the process, know, love and be themselves. So no is confidence for me it's just knowing yourself and certainty and who you are so the self-identity were of values and beliefs and your story and language then love yourself kind of comes from actually you, you can't love what you don't know so the more that you know it the more that you accept it and you go actually do you know what this is pretty cool yeah and then b is just how what tools and things you need to be that person every day yeah but it's 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 you sit in a i did a mastermind with my clients on saturday and the impact I knew it was going to be great, but the impact was so much more because it, A, it was time and space just for themselves. It was a commitment and they immersed themselves for the day in themselves. Yep. And B, open and honest, which was huge and just sharing their deepest fears and worries. And then C, realizing they're not alone. And then D, just taking away one action, one thing to do differently. And that was it. Yep. And the power of that was just incredible. And it makes you want to just talk about it forever. Yes, That's as I do. <laughs> <laughs> and the benefit for the women as well when they come into a group like that is knowing that they're not alone and that oh, all huge. their crazy Absolutely. thoughts are actually going through the thoughts of every single person, probably including yourself in that room yeah. at some point. And it's like, yeah. oh, I'm not mad. <laughs> it's yeah. like a light bulb moment for a lot of them. It is because yeah. if you think about women get so busy in their own lives and I wrote a post about it today about, you know, this, this need for speed in our society and yeah. If, it, if I can't have it now, what's the point in it? Whereas I grew up a, uh, I grew up a time when, you know, it was okay to save for something. It was okay to work hard for something. But now it seems I've got a credit card. I'm just going to whack it on there. It's like, actually, do you know what? The feeling of saving and being able to do something for me is so much more. Yeah. I would generally always You do feel that. like you've achieved it then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that yeah. just that, that way of women knowing they're not alone is, is just huge. They're so busy in their own lives that they don't get that chance to hit pause and breathe and think, how do I actually feel today? Yeah. What, do I, what, what would feel good for me today? Yeah. So them knowing that those thoughts that they have on their own in those busy, busy lives, they're not alone. And I, I would say nine out of 10 women that come to me, their symptoms don't really matter if, as such. Mm-hmm. It might be that they, they've always been on a diet. Their relationship is failing. Um, they feel stuck in their career. Um, they're really, really incredibly hard on themselves. The symptoms don't matter. It comes back to they don't know who they are. And yeah. it's not a disrespectful thing or criticism because I, I didn't. Some days yeah. I feel a bit like, where'd that come from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think it's... like you said, the, the power of being in a group and knowing that these scary thoughts you have, you, you know, you know you're special, everyone is, but you're no different. Yeah. Yeah. And the learning to know yourself is... For me, it's a never-ending journey. Like every day yeah. and every week, there's I'm like, oh, light bulb yeah. moments or little discoveries, and it's yeah. an ongoing journey that will never stop. If we want to get really deep for a minute, it's what I believe oh. life is about. Like yeah. your your life is effectively a journey, just to intimately and truly get to know yourself. Yeah, and we we look externally for answers. We look for answers in coaches or self help or you know, Tony Robbins or even, you know, diets to feel good. But actually it's all within us. And we, yes. we just underestimate that. Why, why would you not become the world leading expert in you? 
why would you not become the leading authority that the world has ever seen in, in you? Because no yeah. one else is. Why not do that for yourself? Yeah. Why not get to know the good, the bad, the black, the white, the greys, um, everything in between, the things that make you feel good, your passions, your loves, the things that turn you off. Yeah. Why not get to know that? Yeah. And I had a similar conversation with Lisa on, on the other podcast. Um, yeah. And I was saying, I went to an Ayurveda workshop and Laura, who was taking the workshop, had said, you know, everything that I teach you, you actually already know. And when you learn it, you'll go, oh, yeah, I knew that. Like, yeah. there's all, and it's the same when you come to, when you go and work with a coach, you're, you know the stuff already, but there's either a fear that's holding you back from taking it on or... Yeah an insecurity or just you need it worded to you in a slightly different way so that you get a different understanding of it. Yeah. I, I, my job as a coach and I'm very, very clear whenever anyone starts working with me, I'm not here to tell you what to do. Yeah. I'm not here for you to dump your shit on me. Uh, I'm not here to, I will hold you accountable if you want me to, but my, my job is to give you some cracking good questions and tools, hacks and tips for daily stuff but tools yeah. and questions to get you to find those own answers and follow, follow your heart and start to trust it. Yeah. That's, that's my job. My yeah. job isn't to tell you what to do because you already know, like the ladies again on Saturday, some of them facing big decisions. They already know what they want to do. Yeah. They're still kind of seeking permission and approval a little bit, which is fine because we all do to a certain extent. Yeah. You just need that hand um, to be held for five minutes. Yeah. And you know, they leave the room with a different view of the world. And I'll, I'll never stop wanting to do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so I, my business, as you know, is called the Warrior Woman Project. And I yeah. very much think of you as somebody who is a warrior woman in her own right and in her own life. Yeah. When, I, when I say that to you, what sort of image does that conjure up in your mind? <laughs> Wonder Woman. <laughs> you are, because you're always very Because uh, I fucking love her. I'm just a little bit obsessed with her. That. But you that's do look quite like her. Oh, thanks. Oh, that's made my day. Yeah. I'm actually drinking from a Wonder Woman mug right now. Love it, love it. I have Wonder Woman pants on. Um, and one of my clients got me a Wonder Woman um, doll, which is in my room in pristine packaging. We'll probably never leave because it's so pretty. Yeah. Um, no, I think of her because, like, Warrior Woman to me potentially feels a little bit too, um, what's the word? Like you have to be aggressive. You almost have to be masculine. Whereas I would always, I would always think my clients come back to you and be, be yourself and be as feminine as you want to be. And actually the, you know, masculine, feminine energy, again, I sound a bit coachy and woo-woo, but masculine energy would be very much action, the goal setting, the doing stuff. Feminine energy is more around the visioning and doing it in a way that you love. So for me, it kind of brings those together. But someone like Wonder Woman and as much as you mock the film, if you stop, if you go for the film, there's some amazing quotes. Oh, because if you look at yeah. her character, she's doing it all from love. Yep. She's doing it all from self-belief. She's doing it all from like a complete innate trust in herself and her abilities. Yep. Some, of the, some of which she doesn't even know to start with. Yet she goes to this different world. She gets challenged. People are very aggressive towards her, yet she's still ultimately herself. You know, she said, what? You can't do that. That's not what we do. And it's like, I'm going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And it all comes from love. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing. You know, at the end in the fight scene, that's, that's from love that she gets that power. Yeah. And I just, I think for me, something like Warrior Woman, it's like, it's not about, you know, someone standing there and they're in their leather clad, this, that, and the other. It's more about 
that journey to balance masculine energy and feminine energy, but in a way that is all from love where you're, you can truly stand tall in yourself. Right. This is my, this is it. Then my definition would be, you can stand very tall and you can very proudly be yourself with your shoulders back, your head held high. Um, and just speaking confidently, um, about yourself and your life and your passions, because you know all of that and you love it. And that's you, you have a clear view of what, how you want to show up in the world and what you want to do. Yeah. So, yeah. Is that is that you're pre- that's pretty much nailed what the, what it's about because <laughs> it's interesting when you said sort of warrior woman kind of springs to mind a masculine kind of energy as we speak yeah. to a, a girl about branding once and she was like mm, i think you need to rebrand because you're a bit too feminine and mushy-washy like so the no, image. and I mean, i was like oh really that's weird because nobody else has ever said that yeah. <laughs> like that's, i think my, yeah. my initial reaction when you asked it is that we have to fight to be women Whereas yeah. I would say, actually, it's a journey now having kind of talked it through and thought about it, it's the journey of discovery to get yep. to being yourself yes. and being able to stand tall, shoulders back yeah, yeah, <laughs> and speak confidently yeah. and assertively or just, just with passion about what yeah. you do and who you are. And just and being and true to it. those values. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So now I think it's a great name. <laughs> um, so... Just last question, what three yeah. tips or pieces of advice would you tell to anyone who's thinking about going through change but is in the moment of absolute fear? Oh gosh, good question. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wrote a blog post this week, um, which is basically what to do when you're lost and confused. Yep. So they're likely to be quite lost and confused if they're, mm-hmm. if they're going through. Yeah, definitely. At that point. Um, so what did, a couple of things. So firstly, just about fear. Fear will always be there. So fear from a brain point of view is just that your brain is going to step in something that doesn't know the certainty of it, doesn't know the outcome of it in that moment. So your brain will always do its best to, to stop you doing that because of it doesn't know. The brain's only job, it's a two million year old safety mechanism. That's its only job. The brain isn't designed to make you happy. The brain is designed so you wake up tomorrow morning. So fear will always be there in anything that you're doing that is new or different or if you're making change or transformation. So just to kind of be aware of the fact that it's, it's a brain-led story rather than you being weak, lazy, stupid or anything like that. Yeah. So the first step that I always say is acceptance. Mm-hmm. Accepting where you are now, but accepting it in a powerful, responsible way, not in a, oh, I suppose that's where I am way. Yeah. not a grudging way and that acceptance if you think of a sat nav it's like a sat nav you can't move from a to b with a sat nav if you don't know where you're starting from and the amazing thing about it is acceptance if you do it in that powerful way we've just talked about you actually you start to realize that everything that you have in your life you've created yeah and you you've bought into your life in some way through what you've said what you thought what you felt what you've done so that's scary but that's also amazing because on the flip side of that you can completely change all of that yeah. So my first step would always be acceptance. My second step then would always be create real clarity. So create your big intent and your big why. So say, for example, you're going to make a huge transformation in your career. Make sure that that change fits with your values. Yep. Make sure it's going to give you the life that you want. That if it's a business, it's going to wrap around your life rather than the opposite. So the brain likes to, the brain will stay with you and support you in a change if it's if it understands the intent and it knows the intent behind it and where it fits in the jigsaw puzzle. Yep. Um, and then the third thing is, and I work a lot with my clients on this, is pace of change. So if you if a pace of change is too fast, you're likely to feel overwhelmed and end up procrastinating or just 
just ducking out of everything altogether. Yep. If it's too slow, you're going to be frustrated and annoyed at yourself, kick your own ass and probably stop. So too fast, too slow, brain doesn't like, and it will probably stop. Whereas a pace of change that is right for you, and this can change kind of week to week, day to day, depending on just ebbs and flows of life. Um, it will feel like you're making progress, that you're excited about it. You've got your intent clear behind you, um, but it will feel like you're, you're taking steps forward, but not too fast, not too slow. And the great thing about that is also means that you, it stops you getting distracted by the next new big shiny thing. It stops you getting distracted by comparing yourself and what everyone else is doing. It's just like, at this time, this feels right for me. This is yeah. the right pace for me right now. And that can be in any area of your life that you're trying to change. So I think those, those three are good places to start with. Yeah, awesome. Well, Nicola, I want to thank you so, so much for being on today's podcast and oh, also for Charlie so for pitching in as well. I know, didn't <laughs> <he>? <laughs> His points were valid. Say, bless him, so, you know. <laughs> so if the listeners would like to connect with you, what yeah. social media platforms are uh, best for them? Pretty much everywhere, really. Um, so Nicola Buckley on Facebook is my personal. Um, Nicola Buckley Strong Her You is my business page. Um, Stronger Revolution free group is, as it says, my free group on Facebook, and then yep. Instagram. I'm Stronger Use, so that's where I mainly hang out. So cool. I'll put all of those yeah. into the show notes. Yeah, we'll send links anyway. so it's easier for people so they don't have to scribble all down and write it all. Yeah. So. yeah. yeah. But thank you for right. having me. Thank you very much for being on, and I will no doubt speak to you again very soon. Yeah, and we'll also um, we'll pop a link into a values challenge sheet so people oh, can yeah. actually work for it. That would be good. Yeah, so they can, be awesome. they've got something to work from. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, all right. And that was the lovely Nicola Buckley. Thank you so much, Nicola, for joining us on that podcast. The show notes will be up with all the links of how to get in touch with Nicola if she sounds like somebody that you want to know more about. The um, Oh, my goodness, my head. The worksheet for doing the values is there. And that's also available in my book as well, Become a Warrior Woman. We've got a chapter there on how to know yourself. So values is something that just resonate so much as we were talking in the podcast I've learned about them back in 2010 it's something that I teach and Nicola obviously recognizes the value and the power that they have as well and it's something that she teaches all her clients too if you have loved this podcast as always I'm going to ask you if you can pop over onto iTunes to give it a five-star review and it's not for my ego it's just to help iTunes see that it's a good podcast and that it's valuable and that other people want to listen to it as well and then they'll help us promote it if you've got any questions, comments or feedback, my email is jen at warriorwomenproject.com. You can contact and connect with me on social media. And if you have any suggestions or requests for people to be interviewed in the future, please send them over to me as well. In the meantime, have a good day and I will speak to you on the next podcast.